Sermons from FBC Athens. Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Sermons from Sunday Worship at First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia. The title for the Sermon from Sunday, December 31st, is Christmas Isn't Over, and is given by Frank Granger, Minister of Christian Community at First Baptist. The scripture text is Luke 2, verses 21 through 38. Our text is from Luke. It's in the second chapter and begins with verse 21. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child. And he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, Now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher, She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. I find it really hard to describe this feeling which usually comes over me on December 26 with only just one word. Who knows, it may be something that nobody else experiences, but I do. 
I don't dread it, and it isn't a terrible or bad feeling, but it's just unlike any other. During Advent, there are a number of feelings that swirl all around that can definitely be described with one word, wonder, anticipation, excitement, a crescendo of emotions build week after week, service after service. It's like a good food dish where the flavors are layered one after the other, developing their complexity until the time comes and it's ready to be served. Advent builds with glorious music. The light from the candles of the Advent wreath increase each week until we enter this room here with its amber glow on Christmas Eve. And then in what seems like an instant, it's over. Even the XM radio station, which started playing Christmas carols sometime in early November, on December 26, had stopped playing their carols and Christmas music. It was as if Christmas didn't mean anything. The feeling that seeps in for me is grounded in a desire that the wonder, hope, and anticipation which Advent and Christmas generate to still be in the air. I really can't describe it in one word. Maybe this will help convey some of what this feeling is for me and what I dislike about it so much. Advent is like this gradual, intricate crescendo. And I realize that the height of the moment of Christmas Eve just can't be sustained forever, but I sure would appreciate a balanced day crescendo on the other side of Christmas. The world around us is ready to move on. Today's New Year's Eve, and the focus is on resolutions, the ball dropping in Times Square, celebrations, and just getting back to the routine. Are you kidding me? Christmas isn't over, right, Al? Yes. <laughs> it's what I'm saying. The wonder and mystery of this glorious birth is present. Do we not realize what has happened? The good news is still yet to be fully realized. We end our reading of the Christmas story on Christmas Eve with Mary and Joseph at the manger with the holy infant child and the shepherds returning to tell all of what they have seen and heard. But the story continues. It doesn't end at the nativity. Luke tells, here in this passage that we've read today, that there is a new crescendo beginning. Our passage today is full of wonder, inspiration, and proclamation. The story of Christmas continues, and we are only beginning to grasp what this gift means to us and to the whole world. This new crescendo occurs as Luke continues the story, and it's really in a most unusual way. It begins with faithful obedience to rituals and practice of, of faith. There are three practices of the Jewish tradition that are identified. You heard them. Circumcision on the eighth day, purification because there was a birth, and the mother would be purified following the birth. 
and presentation in the temple before God of the firstborn male child. These parents, Mary and Joseph, demonstrate how faithfulness leads to revelation. The parents, Mary and Joseph, these young and weary parents present us with the importance, the value, the challenge of being faithful in our living. Because it wasn't necessarily convenient for them, nor was it easy. But Joseph and Mary set an example for us to take time and make time to be faithful. For those of us looking for renewed hope and renewed purpose, who may be asking what God desires for you in this next year ahead, take a cue from Mary and Joseph. Revelation and discovery come not from the spectacular, but through the faithful participation in acts of discipleship. We can make a choice this next year to make time and take time to be faithful. The wonder and mystery grows as Simon comes into the story. He is righteous and devout, but his identification as one who is looking forward grabs our attention. To be clear, this is not looking forward to the next holiday or the next party or the next day off from work. That is a kind of looking forward which is anticipation of something pleasurable but something temporary. Take note also that in his advanced age, he is not looking back and reminiscing or looking back with despair as to what didn't turn out as he wished. Simeon is looking forward with expectation, with a vision focused upon the promised action of God in this world. This too is a good word for us. Especially on New Year's Eve, his posture is a good one for us to model. Taking the forward look approach is really valuable. It reminds us not to get caught up in focusing on the mistakes, the disappointments, or the setbacks. It's not healthy to dwell on what was or what wasn't. Sure, it's important to take time and reflect on those and learn from them. But then, turn your vision forward, again, to where or to what it is you are seeking. The words of Mark Elsden captured the significance of this for me. You will go where you are looking. He writes these words in his book, We Aren't Broke, Uncovering Hidden Resources for Mission and Ministry. It's a book that he writes to encourage churches to recognize the gifts and the resources and the wealth that God has given them and to embark on new and even bold forms of mission and ministry. He uses the illustration of riding a bike to emphasize the importance of staying focused on the goal ahead and to stay focused on the why. He says the most important part of the body when riding a bike is our eyes. I see that puzzled look on your face. It's not our feet, it's not our legs, it's not the strength of our heart. 
It's our eyes that determine not only where you will go, but if you can even stay upright. Because if you look at the pedals or stay focused on the front wheel, chances are it'll be very wobbly ride or you may even fall. To ride forward, you must look forward. In fact, you have to look out, forward ahead to the path beyond, where it is clear, to those parts of the road, and that is where you will go. So in the new year, be forward-looking, because you will go where you are looking. Simeon's sights are set on the things of God, the promises of God, that restoration and justice will come. Because of that, when the Christ child enters his presence, he recognizes God's saving work that has come into the world, which is not only for Israel, but it is for the entire rest of humanity. Anna. Anna reveals more as the story grows and develops. Anna is advanced in age, and she is identified as a prophet. Apparently, the gift and role of being a prophet was open to women in those days. Some folks might have something to learn from that. Though Anna's words aren't recorded as Simeon's was for us to read, we do know that she too saw and recognized the child and praised God. We could explore so much here in this passage about the impact of these events and what Luke has packed into these small scenes in the temple here. I'll note one observation that catches my attention here about Anna. We are never too old. We can also acknowledge that no matter our age, it is never too late. On the brink of a new year, Anna's example becomes an important word for us. Advanced and aged and widowed most of her life, her circumstances did not become for her a hindrance. These were not the characteristics that defined her. At this stage in her life, she was still paying attention. She immediately recognized the importance of the child, and she took action. It's never too late. So don't let the reverberating messages of the what-ifs, the could-have-beens, the should-have-beens, the missteps, the failures, or the passed-by opportunities become your narrative. Instead, believe that there is something ahead which needs you and your contribution. Through all of these scenes, one of Luke's messages for us is that God has come to us, is here in our very presence, and this light of restoration and hope and justice and love is for all peoples. So in this year ahead, live faithfully, look forward. More is to come for you because Christmas is not over. It's just beginning. Thank you for listening to the sermons from FBC Athens. Join us for worship in person or our live stream Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. 
God's grace and peace be with you today, tomorrow, and always.